we're just thinking about how we uh, address change within ourselves. I like this quote from Benjamin Franklin. He said, be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better person. And uh, this is a time of year when lots of people think about resolutions, they think about change, but is it possible to change? How do we change? How do we address things in our life that we uh, long to get rid of or improve on uh, or grow in? So Donald, we're talking about, is it possible to change? Mm -hmm. uh, it's the start of the new year. Normally at this time, people think about the year ahead. What are my goals? What are my aims? They kind of set New Year's resolutions, all of which are good. Uh, and help us to begin to reflect on where we are in life. But I think tonight we want to go a little bit deeper than that. Those things are good. It's great to have resolutions. It's great to have aims. But we want to begin to explore and to look at probably the real depth of us as people. Who are we? And in a sense, what is it that we would like to invite God by his spirit to partner with us and begin to change and to transform? Because I think if we're all honest, there are things in our lives, there are things in our character, there are things that we do, there are areas of weakness and temptation that we struggle with. And we sometimes think, I wish I wasn't like that. How can I be free from this? How can I move on? How can I kind of reflect Jesus and be the best version of myself? And I think the wonderful news is that we don't have to do this in our own strength, that we have a God who is all-powerful, for whom nothing is impossible and there is this great potential to journey and partner with him and to become more and more like Jesus. We're never going to be perfect, you know, some of us might be more perfect than others, I don't know. That's most certainly not me because I am very much uh, a work in progress as we all are. But we want to explore this, don't we? Is change possible? Yes, change is possible. But I want to start off by asking you a question. Are there some things that it isn't possible to change? Yeah, well, I think there are things that God doesn't perhaps want to change. And I think it, one of the key things is to work out the difference in our lives between the things that he wants to change within us and the things that he wants us to accept within us. I, f I should have looked this up, but it's that prayer, isn't it? Grant me the serenity Oh, my mind's gone back. The serenity to change the things I... To accept the things I cannot change. Thank you. And to change the things I can and to yeah. know the difference. And yeah. I think that as we think about resolutions, perhaps as we think about change, I think a really key thing is to try to find, you know, who has God made me to be mm -hmm. and to work with God rather than against God. And also to recognize that the world... In, is messed up, there's brokenness, there is damage in this world, and therefore that's why we look forward to heaven where things will be put right, and not everything is going to be put right in this world. There, there is going to be sickness, there is going to be damage, there is going to be injustice, there is going to be sinfulness in others. That is not going to disappear. So therefore, part of what I need to do is work on me and my response. Again, one of the quotes I should have worked at, remember who said it, but it's that idea that, you know, 90% of life is how we respond to the 10% that's actually difficult. And, and it's, it's, so a key thing I think is to, is to try and work out 
of the things I want to change in my life, are there things that God wants to change? Are there things that he's saying, no, actually, I made you like that, with that weakness or that... So, for example, there was a period when I was at Bible college when I, and we talked about this before, I felt that in order to be a proper Christian worker, I should play the guitar. And I, I, because I didn't know any other Christian youth workers who couldn't play the guitar. Uh, and I literally tried to play the guitar. I tried to be musical. I don't understand music. I don't, uh, I love music and I love listening to it. And I think I have reasonable taste, but that's another debate. Uh, but I just could not do it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at, I went through a long period in, in, in at Bible college trying to be what I thought a Christian worker should be. I tried to be musical, I tried to be funny, I tried to, and yeah, that didn't work either. Uh, and actually, I think more and more I'm at peace with who I am. And, and there are things in my life that I really want to change and there are things that I accept, that's just the way God made me. Mm-hmm. And it's the difference, if you like, between personality and character. And there's no point me as an introvert trying to be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. There's no point me as somebody who's not musically gifted trying to be somebody who's music. There's no point me trying to be the same as other people. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff, I don't think God does want to change. I think he wants to change my attitude to my weaknesses or my lack of abilities or the things I'm not very good at. Um, And sometimes he is more interested in changing my response to problems than the actual problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the problem is complex, it involves other people's free will in my understanding, involves the free will of of creation, and there are things that, that he's not gonna fix until heaven but he does want to fix how I respond. And I think the summary for me is a well-known passage which we, we referred to a little bit this morning, it's Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that lists the, the characteristics of God in a human being. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the things he really wants to change within me. And we may focus quite a bit on that word self-control because that's really a key thing. How we become more what we want God mm. intended us to be. And I think that's the key. It's becoming what God intended rather than what I think other people want me to be. And it's finding peace in that place as well with everybody else's expectations. I, I looked at uh, Facebook the other day. It's always a bad moment when I do that. And I saw a post uh, from a person that's not part of this church. And uh, they're getting married next year. And uh, there was this picture, oh, this is our last year before we're going to be husband and wife and stuff. And I made some just flippant comment uh, to my friend. Oh, great, isn't that wonderful? You're getting married, fantastic, it's your last Christmas. And my friend said to me, do you know what? I've made a choice. I've made a choice to rejoice and to be glad and to just be happy for people. And um, my response to that was, ooh, aren't you so spiritual? (laughs) Which was really immature. But it's true. You know, just this sense of choice. 
we mm. have a choice as to how we mm. respond to life and to our situations. And it may not be what we want it to be. And we may not yet be the people that we want to be. We, we may look at other people and think, I wish I was like them. Mm. But it's beginning to have God's sense of identity as who he has created us to be. Mm. And then choosing each day to say, this is me. I'm going to live the life that God has for me today. You know, mm. this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. What are the goods? What are the positives? Let me find peace in that. Mm. So I think you're, you're completely... Mm. Right. I think changing... These are the big areas, self-control, the envy is a massive thing to change within ourselves, uh, and bitterness, and resentment, and anger. And these are the things I think, I really believe God wants to change in us, and that he, uh, he desires to work with us in that. And I think we can change, we can grow to be less envious, less bitter, more self-controlled, than, um, than just saying, well, I can't change, it's just me. Mm. And I think that's equally damaging just to say, well, I give up, I'm, I am who I am, I'm, I mess up, I mess up. Mm. I think God always wants us to invite his spirit in that we become more like him. So talking about becoming more like him, uh, a couple of questions in. Thinking about aims and goals and the aim of becoming more Christ-like how can we be more specific about this aim to change? What are your thoughts on how we can measure if this, becoming, if this is becoming a reality in my life? Are there markers, milestones, and ways we can level up our walk as a Christian? Oh, I think that's a brilliant question. So I, I think that... Um, where would I begin with that? I think there's a daily routine of reflection and confession, of, of going over yesterday or today, if it's at the end of the day, and where did I get, Lord, where did I get, go th wrong with things? That will begin to highlight things that are consistently, we're thinking, the, God's spirit is putting his finger on this and saying, that needs to change. So, so we say to God regularly, daily, Lord, I'm sorry, show me what I needed to change and begin, we begin to notice things that we didn't notice before that become consistent, the way I react to that person, the way I use my spare time. So I think then one of the markers is firstly that we begin to notice things that we didn't notice before. And then secondly, we, which we'll come on to, is we look at how we're going to handle those situations mm -hmm. differently. And then we begin to say, okay, I actually recognize that a year ago in that situation, I would have done this, but I thank God that now I've done that. Um, and I think, I think the Galatians is a good place to start, is to say, okay, if I look at those nine things, where is it that I'm weaker? Is it to do with, am I, am I, is there a lack of kindness within me? Mm -hmm. Two of the parts of the list that I think, or three that I think are really underrated are goodness, kindness, and gentleness. And we kind of gloss over those. But maybe to say to God, you know, where, show me if I'm not gentle with people. Mm. Show me if I'm not kind. Mm. Show me if my actions aren't good. And I think if we have that pattern of reflection through the week, then things begin to stack up and then we work on the things. Does that make sense? So I would start with that, 
that I would start in Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and be honest and allow God to speak over a period of a few weeks, where is it that I'm weak? And for me, there's a constant thing, constantly, as I, God is saying, I think we want to work on this and we, we work on that and then you can recognize I've handled that situation better than I used to. And then God says, okay, now let's work on this. Mm -hmm. And let's deal with that. I don't know if that's answering the question. It is, and a, and a great uh, little segue into a, a plug. Uh, each Tuesday uh, in the uh, daily devotions that I'm yep. doing, we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Yep. So I've got nine different people looking at different uh, aspects. So uh, this Tuesday, Davine is looking at love, and I did an introductory one last week. So if you want to check out more about fruit of the Spirit, and if you want something each week that you can kind of reflect on and think, how am I doing in this area? Then check in with that as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah, sorry, just to bang on, but we'll talk about this next Sunday in Renewal Sunday. But a big thing, as some of you will know from me, over the last couple of years, and I've come back at it again and again, and I, I, I can't, I'm not going to apologize for coming back to it. Jesus commands us to love. Mm -hmm. And so it's the, that list in Galatians is unpicking, well, what does that actually look like? And it's saying, well, where in my life am I not loving like Christ? Mm. Is it envy? Is it bitterness? Is it flying off the, hanger, uh, off, the temp, off the handle in anger? Is it lusting after things? Is it trying to accumulate stuff? Is it a lack of generosity? Uh, is it spitefulness? Is it gossiping about people? Where is it? And there will be something for all of us to work on. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. I'm just going to throw this in here before we go through practical ways that we can uh, ask God to help us to change. So another question. Are there times when God changes or changes his mind or his actions? <laughs> Quick little one-minute answer. <laughs> God, I believe... I mean, Christians have different points of view. <laughs> I believe that God changes his actions in response to our prayers. Mm -hmm. That where his people do not care, he doesn't act. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, let's take it down to us. If I don't say to God, Lord, I want to be more gentle, will you help me more, be more gentle? And I, that doesn't become a prayer daily or weekly or whatever it is, then he doesn't make me more gentle because that's not what I've asked for. And, it's, and he's not going to make me something that deep down I don't really want. And he will allow me to be, because of the freedom he's given me, he will allow me to mess around being ungentle. I will damage myself, I will damage others, and I will bear his wrath at some point for that. But he gives me that freedom. But if I say, Lord, I'm struggling because I'm not gentle, and I'm, I'm, he will change his response in my life. He doesn't change his mind. His mind has always been that he wants me to be gentle. So I don't think God changes his mind. I think he changes his actions. Uh, because, and you see this again and again in the Bible where he, he, he kind of says, I want to do this. And then Moses or Abraham say, Lord, what, what is this? And then he changes his actions. But his intention was always, look, if, the, if my people, take Chronicles, if my people humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. What he's saying is, if people want this enough, I will do it. If my people are not interested, I will move on. 
Okay, let me just throw a little curveball in there because you've gone down this path now. So what we're saying is that <laughs> when it comes to our character, our temperament, the fruit of the Spirit, if we pray and earnestly seek God, he will answer that prayer. Yeah. He meets us where we're at. It's not always the same, though, with some of the situations that we find ourselves in no. in life. There's a slight mm. distinction to be made because we may earnestly pray about something a situation or for something to change, for healing, for whatever it might be, God doesn't always answer that in the way that we want him to in this lifetime. Well, you may be praying for me to be more gentle. That's not what I'm praying for you. No, okay. Well, you may be praying for me to be... I mean, you know, Christians will take a different point of view on this. This is, this is my understanding of, of Scripture. You will pray for me to be more gentle, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I have to allow God to make me more gentle. But yeah. Your prayers for me yeah. will mean that God is banging more and more on my heart, saying, you're not being gentle, Donald. You're not being... But at the end of the day, God can't change me unless I allow him to. Yeah. So all our prayers have that caveat that when we're praying for other things that other people are involved in... Yeah there will be an element of their free will, I think. Absolutely. So I agree with that. But there are some things that don't always involve other people that are pertinent to us and to our situation and to what's going on. That just because we're passionately praying, we don't always see God working in the ways that we want him to. No. I, I, would, well, I, would, first, I would also say that God all... God in, very rarely insinuates that a prayer is instant and there's a lot of things about persistent and mm -hmm. people, so you carry on praying. I was talking with somebody this week about praying sometimes is a bit like barging against a locked door and you don't feel the door is moving, but every time you barge against it, the hinges are weakening. And so there are some things that we pray for for years. Mm -hmm. You may pray to pray for years for me to be more gentle, and God keeps on saying, because my people desire Donald to be more gentle, I keep on make, waking him aware of how ungentle he is. In the realm of healing and physical things, it's more complex because there's, there's an element of the frailty and brokenness of this world mm -hmm. that, can, that will only be restored in heaven, and mm -hmm. all of creation is crying out and groaning for that redemption. So in the area of healing, it's more complex and yep. painful yep. and difficult. But God always says, ask and yep. keep asking. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to make a slight differentiate, different, uh, trying to make a slightly different between the two things in that when we're talking about God, I want to become more like Jesus. I want to be in line with the fruit of the Spirit. He will always positively and in his time mm. answer that prayer. But there mm. are some prayers that we pray that we just keep on praying, we keep on praying, we keep on praying. And we don't know whether, you know, look at Paul in the Bible talks about the thorn in the flesh and things like that. There was something that he kept on praying for and, and yeah. wasn't released yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just putting it in that context. Yes. And... I'm just going on a bit further from that. My, my belief, which is not biblical, it's just my experience, is that most people will have 
something in their life which God does instantly, mm-hmm. and then a load of things that are uh, uh, take time. Mm-hmm. And the danger is thinking everything has to be instant, mm-hmm. or thinking God never does things instantly. Yeah. Many, but if you've been a Christian for a number of years, there will probably be a story of instant. Mm-hmm. But it will be memorable because it isn't necessarily the norm. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's get into this whole thing. God wants to change us to make us more like Jesus. Let's think of a specific example. Let's look at my road rage and my inability to be patient and be frustrated with learner drivers and anybody else on the road. I know it's not right, and we've talked about this before, but just talk us through some of the things that I need to be aware of and just use that as a kind of framework to begin to look at perhaps some of the things that we struggle with and how God can, uh, in partnership with us, begin to bring about his change. So I think the key thing is firstly to identify and say there is something in my life that isn't what... Well, you start off by saying it isn't what God wants, but the real key is to say, and neither is it what I want. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> That's always the difficulty, isn't well, it? Well, it is. Yeah. It is. And we go back to your prayer, isn't it? Yeah. What is your prayer? You start off. So we, we, we will say, Lord, help me to, to want to want to. Yes. So, Lord, help me to want to want to be more gracious at the traffic lights. Yep. And, well, it's and not just the traffic lights. Where, <laughs> wherever <laughs> it is. So the first thing is that God is saying there's a problem here. Yep. But the real thing is to say... And I agree. Yeah. And we can't change without agreement. Yeah. And that's the most difficult step, actually. Yeah. The, 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 when we get, and it's the most painful place, when we get to the place of saying, do you know what, I wish I want to be different on this, then we, things can happen. Mm-hmm. The hard place is, I know God wants me to be like this, but I don't want to be like this. Or we, we pretend to ourselves that we want to be like this. Really, deep down, we don't want to be different. Or we justify it. We justify it. We have yeah. explanations. We have excuses. We have reasons. Mm. Uh, uh, so a key thing, that, a, a helpful thing then, is to try and really grasp, why does God not want me to do this? Mm-hmm. What is the damage to me and to others? Everything that God says, don't do. Everything that he wants to change. It's not just a random set of rules that he invented for like, the rules to monopoly. Mm-hmm. He, everything is rooted in what is loving. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things we need to sometimes do is to really face up to how this is damaging. Mm-hmm. And so let's take, if we take the, ro- the rage, how does that affect somebody in another car? Mm-hmm. How does that affect people who are in the car with you? Mm-hmm. How does that affect you when you get out of the car? Mm-hmm. So how is it damaging you? Mm-hmm. How is it damaging the people who love you who are in the car with you? Mm-hmm. Are there people who feel frightened or awkward to mm-hmm. be in the car. <laughs> you chose the subject. Uh, I know. No. <laughs> I can see one of them nodding. <laughs> and so very often we overlook 
let's I'll move it away from you, no, but just fine. generally, yeah. we overlook the damage we cause to the people we live with. Mm -hmm. And we excuse it because they love us or their family or their friends or their colleagues. Mm -hmm. And actually, God says, I really want you to care about them and see what this is doing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's the other people, that, the strangers, the, 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 are we frightening people, are, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. So, I, so that would be my second... If we got to get to that point where we say, I want to change, yep. and if we can't get there, as you say, there's the prayer, Lord, help me to want to want to, but there's also, let me take a real hard look at why is God pointing this out to me? Mm. What is this doing to other people? Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, so the first point is honesty. Yeah. It's, it's in the sense of praying, God, show me, reveal... What's going on? What's, what's, in a sense, God, what is the thing right now that you want to work on? Because I could probably come up with quite a few, mm. but sometimes it's God's agenda and God's timing, yes. isn't it? Yeah, don't listen to other people's agendas. Yep. Other people may think, why don't you change this? Why don't you change that? We've got to deal with what God's spirit is dealing with it within us. And that's about, it is about conscience coming out of prayer. Um, and, and, but sometimes it, we do need to listen if there's, we might call intervention if loved ones are saying look mm. we're really finding it difficult to live with you doing this mm. we need to hear that and not get defensive and not blame them and not get angry and not mm. to really hear the criticism sometimes it's really painful and this mm. this th we, we there's a real sweet spot of feeling the pain of what we do without feeling condemnation yeah. and despair so what the evil one wants us to do is think you're utterly rubbish and you're mm. never going to change. Look how you mm. damage people. You're always going to have road rage. You're mm. always going to do this. And what God wants is, he wants us to get to a place where we weep and then we can embrace his mm. mercy and his forgiveness. Mm. So the second part is to say, okay, I'm acknowledging who I am, but God can change this. Because sometimes we repeat things out of self-hatred. We just think, I'm so rubbish, I'll carry on mm. uh, self-destructive behaviours. I'll carry on being ugly to other people. I'll carry on damaging my health. I'll carry on. And what's really going on is a sort of anger with ourselves mm. because we hate ourselves. And the more we hate ourselves, the more this damaging behaviour um, masks that or, or it, somehow we feel it's alleviating it. It isn't. It's making it worse. It's spiralling. And, and um, a lot of damaging, addictive things come out of self-hatred. So we've got to get to this point of really disliking what we do and then saying, but God, I want to receive your cleansing. I want to be forgiven. I want to be different and honestly bringing it to God. Yeah. And so that, that's, we're going to take communion a bit. That sense of forgiveness and grace is really important. We can't change without God's love. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. God is love. Mm. So, so whatever he's bringing up is because he loves us mm. and he wants the best for us. Okay, so we've, we've recognized what it is. Where do we go next? So in that place of brokenness and and. and that's when we, we, we just say, Lord, help me. Mm -hmm. Now, there will be some things that God instantly takes it away. And that stops overnight. That will perhaps happen once, perhaps early on in our Christian life. 
God says, right, I'm going to take that away. And we rejoice in that and we ask for that. Mm-hmm. But for m- most of us, most things then becomes a journey with God. And there are some useful steps on the way of that journey. But the main thing is to say, Lord, change me. Mm-hmm. And whenever we get it wrong, we confess and we don't give up. So mm-hmm. my next step would be to say, I don't give up trying on this. Yeah. It's not something that's going to go by the 5th of January. Uh, I think we talked about this last year, but I find a really helpful thing is don't make New Year's resolutions, make New Year's goals. Mm-hmm. A goal is something you have another go at when you miss. Mm. A resolution is something you give up on when you fail. Mm. So you, you don't give up when you get it wrong. But you say, Lord, help me. Mm. Then I think what's helpful is to begin to recognize two things. The, firstly, when, what is the trigger for this? Why do I do this? Who did I learn it from? What does it please within me? How does, why, what's the payoff? Mm. Why am I doing this? Uh, and to try and identify why. It might be a learnt behaviour, it might be a compensation for something, it might just be, that's how we think we should behave because that's how everybody else has behaved. But trying to identify why and then trying to identify when. Mm-hmm. Is this more likely when I'm tired? Is this more likely when I'm in a hurry? Is this more likely when I'm with that person? Is this more likely when I've had a drink? Is this more likely uh, after I'm feeling I've, low. when you're feeling low? Yeah. So we're trying to, and when you identify the, where it's most likely, and to ask God, say, Lord, can you give me strategies? Mm-hmm to try and do things differently in that moment yeah. or to avoid that moment. Sometimes God changes by saying, that's got to go. You're yeah. going to have to be ruthless. Yeah. You're going to have to not go to that place on that occasion. You're going to have to cut that thing out. You're going to have to lock your phone and you're going to come off Facebook, whatever it is. Sometimes God says, it's got to go. It's got to go. Sometimes he says, okay, this is how I want you to respond. And... and uh, sometimes it's about practicing the words we're going to say, practicing what we will do instead. Instead of flying off the handle, I'm going to count to ten. Mm. Instead of biting back, I'm going to say, if that's what you think, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, we just make different decisions. Mm. And we don't do that in our own strength. We do that in the power of the Holy Spirit, which mm. is this whole amazing thing, because quite often when we set a New Year's resolution, mm. it's about me against the world and my willpower. Mm. And there is a sense of willpower a little bit within this, but actually it's a, it's a surrendering and saying, God, I can't do this. Yeah. I can only do it in your strength. I can only do it with, with your power. And, and just some words from 2 Timothy. Uh, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And I think all those things that you're talking about, we weave into the conversation with God, we weave into everything. Fill me with your spirit. Mm. Help me to have the power that your word talks about, the self-discipline. Change the way that I think, the way that I approach things. Give me your wisdom, your strategies. I can't do this on my own, but I can do all things, as Paul says, through you who gives me strength. Mm. Mm. Most definitely. Yeah. And the, the, the Sort of another big area I would say is to try and surround ourselves with support 
and with accountability, with people who are on our side, people are going to help us, people are going to... If we, if we have got to be ruthless and stop having something in our life, we surround ourselves with people who are not going to say, go on, have another one, mm -hmm. but people who are going to say, no, I'm not going to do that either. Yeah. Surround ourselves with people who say, how did it go? Mm -hmm. You're wanting to give that up. You wanted to respond differently. How did it go? Give some people that you trust permission to point out when you've not done it right mm -hmm. and to say, you, I wanted to change in this, so when I'm not doing this, will you tell me? I think there is a big, uh, a lot of this stuff, if you know the 12 Steps program, the Alcoholics Anonymous, a lot of this, which was rooted in Christianity, a lot of this you'll find in there. Uh, and one of the things that, that folks helping people come out of addictions understand is it's very difficult to do it on your own. You need somebody cheering you on, mm -hmm. encouraging you, helping you, holding you up in prayer. Mm -hmm. So. I don't mean you go around and tell a thousand different people, but you find one, two people that you trust and say, will you pray for me on this? Mm. Uh, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Will you stop me doing it? Will you help me do it? Will, instead of me going out with those guys, um, can you help me that evening do this with you instead? Whatever it is. Um, and, and get them to regularly ask you, how are you doing? Mm. To ask you those difficult questions. Yeah. You've said that this is an issue. How are you doing? Uh, have there been any triggers? And to also say to them, text me when you're feeling vulnerable or you're feeling as though actually you're likely to give in to something that you don't want to give in to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't struggle alone. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a question, and we need to uh, draw this to a close as well. Uh, someone says, do you think it's possible that the Lord can set us free from something, but later in life we go back to it? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think that there are things... It's a bit like the instant question. There are things that God takes away, and that's it, it's gone. Mm. There are things that God gives us a victory over that leave a scar or a wound or a crack that Satan can come back and weave it in, particularly if there's a sense of complacency. Of, oh, I've conquered that, mm. it's never gonna be an issue again. I think it is wiser to always assume that something can come back mm -hmm. and to, to always be on our guard, to watch for temptation. I don't think... I'm going to be careful why I don't know I think this. I think this. I might be wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong. I, you know, God does a new thing. Satan does an old thing. And mm -hmm. so he's more likely to, to tempt us in the things that have been an issue before. Uh, so yes, I think things can come back, and they come back particularly if we no longer, we're just taking our eye off the ball. We just think, well, well that's no longer an issue. Um, I mastered that. I'm over it, and we forget perhaps our dependence on, on God's spirit. And there are some things that will always be a temptation. They will always be a battle. Yeah. This side of, of heaven, they will always be an issue. I think for me, sometimes those things come back when I'm not so closely in relationship with God. Maybe I've not been spending time with him, praying, reading my Bible. I think those are times that it's more likely because I'm not as reliant and in the moment and in his presence mm. as I could be, mm. most definitely. We're going to wrap up. So God can change. 
fantastic news. Just go through your bullet points again. Okay. If, so I think God uh, will change the things that, that... We need to allow ourselves to hear what he wants to change. So that's about reflecting, holding ourselves up to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, or whatever it is, holding ourselves up to Jesus, holding ourselves up to the command to love, allowing him to point out what we need to change. Then the big thing is wanting to change and not just feeling guilty. Then allowing his forgiveness. Then doing some practical things. What needs to go? What needs to change? Who needs to help us? How do we do this? Above all, we're constantly praying, Lord, change this in me. And over time, we will look back and go, I have responded differently to this. He will change. There, there is no way that God says, you've asked to be more loving, and I just didn't fancy doing that for you. <laughs> if our prayer is every day, Lord, make me more loving, make me more gentle, make me more kind, make me more self-controlled, if that is our prayer, because that is what we want, he will do that in us. And it may be small little incremental steps. It yep. may not be the whole hog immediately. And we will make mistakes, but we're too Yeah, and it, just, it depends where we start. If, yeah. we, if we're starting in a very broken place with a lot of bad role models that we've been taught very dysfunctional stuff by our upbringing, th- then there's a lot to change. And so don't compare ourselves to people who've had comfortable upbringings in life because things are easier for them initially. Mm-hmm. We, we, we compare ourselves with what Jesus is asking of us. And for some of us, it's a long, long journey. Mm-hmm. For some of us, we're starting in a different place, but it's still a long journey. It just doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. So we want to encourage people that wherever they're at, whatever they're struggling with, we do not have to stay in this place, yeah. that we're not defined by it, that we're not stuck here, that we have a God who loves us, a God who wants to and who can bring freedom mm-hmm. and healing and the power of his spirit. Uh, and if we make mistakes, forgives us, helps us to stand up again and to go again. So if there are folks that are thinking, yeah, but I've tried and I've messed up, we would just say, mm-hmm. just go again. Yeah, just absolutely. take it to God again. He loves you, he wants the best, and he is capable of doing this in their mm. lives. Brilliant. Great, do you wanna pray for us? Yeah. Is yeah, that all yeah. right, sorry. Yeah. No, you're great. <laughs> Father God, we want to just declare right now that you are all powerful. That there is nothing in this world that you cannot do. Father, we declare too that you love each one of us, irrespective of the mistakes that we've made, irrespective of the areas that we're struggling with in our lives. You love us. And it's in that place of love that you welcome us and that you want to work in our lives to bring about change and transformation, to set us free, to help us to be the people that you created us to be. And we pray that as we carry on our time together this evening and these days ahead, We invite you by your Holy Spirit to prompt and to lead us. Would you bring to mind those areas that right now you want to begin to heal in our lives, to bring about your change? 
And as you begin to reveal those, I pray that you would give us the courage and the desire to want to allow you to do that, to say, yes, I want your best. I want to change. Father, I pray that you would give us the confidence and the courage to trust in you. And I pray that you would bring healing and breakthrough and change. I pray that for some of us this evening, that would be a supernatural instant thing. That as we share communion together and as we worship, I pray that we'd bring these things to you and that you would touch us by your spirit and that you would bring freedom. And for others of us for whom it is a journey, I pray that you'd give us the strength and the ability to put one foot in front of the other and to journey with you. For those that this evening maybe feel that I've stuffed it, uh, I've tried before and I can't do it again, I'm just a failure. I pray that you would reveal something of the great depth of your love, that they would know that you just say come, that there is a welcome for them, that you would help them back up onto their feet and to walk with you. Father, what a privilege it is to be able to just come to you and to invite you to work and to know that you hear our prayer and that you are already working. Carry that work on. Help us to become more like Jesus. Set the captives free, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Your spirit and that you would bring freedom. And for others of us for whom it is a journey, I pray that you'd give us the strength and the ability to put one foot in front of the other and to journey with you. For those that this evening maybe feel that I've stuffed it, uh, I've tried before and I can't do it again, I'm just a failure. I pray that you would reveal something of the great depth of your love, that they would know that you just say come, that there is a welcome for them, that you would help them back up onto their feet and to walk with you. Father, what a privilege it is to be able to just come to you and to invite you to work and to know that you hear our prayer and that you are already working. Carry that work on. Help us to become more like Jesus. Set the captives free, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.